Hello, and welcome to Boozy Book Reports, a simple podcast where we revisit childhood classics while drinking copious amounts of alcohol. We're your hosts, Beth. And Sam. And this month, we're reporting on Where the Sidewalk Ends, written and illustrated by Shel Silverstein, first published in 1974. Yeah, yeah. I have vivid memories of this book as a child sitting on the bookshelf. I remember it sitting on the bookshelf, but I realized when I read it today that I had never read it. Yeah. Or not today this week <laughs> well i was same kind of had the same feeling like i remembered some of yeah. the pictures in the book i remembered vaguely some of the poems but most of them not so much yeah yeah i think i had read uh i had read the one that has the babysitter in it so i think that that's not the giving tree it might be a light in the attic i had read one of those yes. but i hadn't read this one yeah i so. think i i think i was more into a light in the attic because i remember the face on that the the, the yeah with the head the head and the, the tree house tree in the house yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah but before we get into the book we're gonna get into the drinks sam made us two a beautiful cocktails which Thanks. if you want the recipes they're on our tiktok because you know we are trying to be tiktok famous <laughs> top top priority for both of us in life this is like not a stage that i ever thought i would ever be in like <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to end up for it. I'm like, Sam, we're going to do some TikToks. I just, this I feel it. far cry from my like blogger stage where I just wrote about restaurants oh. I ate at. Did you have um uh, a Tumblr? No. Oh, okay. No. Did you I, have a deviant art? Yeah. I, yes. Oh, okay. I okay. Did. okay. Okay. <laughs> I did have a deviant art. Okay. I wish uh, a little archie girl. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So two beautiful drinks. Which one are you going to go with first? Well, let's go. Well, let's go with the one you aren't going to like. Perfect. Uh, we're going to start with, this is called A Peach Me. Uh, so there was a lovely uh, poem in the book that where they mentioned brandy peach as a flavor of ice cream. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just got back from Wisconsin and was somewhat <laughs> inspired by the uh, brandy old fashioned. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, a brandy, it's a, it's a take on, a, on old fashioned. And so it's brandy, it's peach schnapps. Uh, it's, we did it Wisconsin style. That's also implies the brandy. And that I smushed a lot of orange and cherries together, which is why it's got a light pink hue. And then what's the alcohol in here again? Uh, bourbon. Or Bur not bourbon, sorry. Uh, it's brandy. You said brandy because yeah. it makes it sweeter. It is sweeter. So there's also a little bit of simple syrup in it because I just was making sure it was nice and sweet for you. What What's normally in this again? So normally you would think I'm I drunk, make, sorry. No, no, no. Normally I make, when I make you an old-fashioned, it's bourbon. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. the Wisconsin old-fashioned is like its own thing. They often use brandy and they muddle it with, like that's all I drank at a wedding oh, fairly okay. recently and was like, I forgot how good like the sweet version of this is. It's good. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I like the schnapps. Peach schnapps is so good. I know I know that, like, so actually, I think both these cocktails are a little bit uh, throwback, which kind of mimics the era that this all comes from. And uh, yeah, this is definitely, I think we like peach schnapps is something you see in, like, fuzzy navels. It's like yeah. 70s lady drinks. It literally just made me have a flashback to being a senior in high school and, like, my girlfriends came over. While my parents were both out for the night, they were going to be back later and we were just drinking schnapps in my house and mm -hmm. like fuzzy navels and boons. <laughs> and it was a real good time. We got a nice Mormon girl drunk for the first Aww. time and it was it was fun. So memories. I make up this reminds me of um I make <laughs> I make a, a, a boozy jello salad. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. You do it with uh, the Knox gelatin. So it's mm -hmm. clear and then you layer it with fruit. And so 
I make it for Fourth of July, but the flavor that comes out of it is peach schnapps, and you use champagne. Oh, and it is delicious. That sounds it, amazing. It will get you drunk. Oh yeah, you get drunk on Jello salad. It also is very Midwestern. Like I feel like everything <laughs> goes into a salad. It's right? a little bit, but it's beautiful. Did you ever see the Jelly Shot Test Kitchen back in the day? No. There was this lady that had this uh, whole thing where she was doing these very artistic, very beautiful, ornate jello shots. Mm -hmm. So some of them she'd mix the like condensed milk in and they'd get the creamy colors and stuff like that. Oh, I have had those before and they're kind of amazing. Yeah, they, yeah. That's, it came off of that. That's okay. The 4th of July, I make it every year for 4th of July. It's just a boozy ass jello salad. Love it's it. delicious. Okay. I'm going to say this is a good one, Sam. Keep it. All right. I mean, now she I know. Make you gave a... me a thimble full, so. I did. You got a small <laughs> amount. Oh, God. I love peach schnapps. It's so good. Mm. Okay. Drink number two. Okay. So this one, this one, I feel like a little bit like we're phoning it in a little. Not phoning it in because it is a kind of a complicated drink, but for, we're calling this one the uh, Silverstein Sling, <laughs> and we have swapped out the lime juice for lemon yes. juice. But otherwise, it's a it's a Singapore sling. Mm -hmm. So it's got gin, cherry herring, or herring's cherry liqueur, Benedictine, uh, some orange liqueur. I used Cointreau, uh, pineapple juice. It's a tiki drink. I do have to say, when you were making it, it was just like, and another bottle, and another bottle. And I was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be on my face. And then no. you're measuring like tiny, like quarter yeah. shots and stuff. So yeah. So you use like a quarter, it's like a quarter ounce of a bunch of different things. And the other thing is they're all liqueur. So they're all mm. like low ABV. They're just mm. sweet and delicious. Yeah. So I think, well, we'll let's we'll see. see. Oh, I like it. And it has a little fizz to it. Yeah. Because there's a, you put a little bit of club soda in it. Yeah. I like ye. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't eat dinner. <laughs> it's gonna hit you like a brick. I'm so excited wall. for it though. It was a rough day, so I'm looking forward to reporting this and is drinking. Just a recipe for you and me having my husband bring us a pizza. Oh my gosh, a hot and ready man. <laughs> he will. I gotta, he will. I gotta lay off. I gotta lay off. Okay, but we're gonna get into this. This is a what? what? I want to. I just want to make one comment. I think this is the first time you've liked both the drinks. It is. Yay! <laughs> you did so good. It's only been like two years. Yeah. And, and, and you only had to do completely sugar fruit drinks <laughs> with like very yeah. little alcohol. One was like a peach brandy <laughs> nonsense. And the other, dang it. Oh, okay. oh it's so good. Okay. Anyway, I'm so happy. Yes, they're delicious. I've never been happier in my delicious, life. Delicious, delicious. So uh, this is a little bit different because this is our first poetry book. And so there wasn't a can like we're not going to be retelling all of the poems tonight because that would be ridiculous and too hard and probably a little boring. Very much so, <laughs> <laughs> especially because you know. Well, I do know people listen to us because they want our liter literary expertise and insight. <laughs> on a yeah, I don't know if you heard. I have a deviant art, and so therefore I'm an artistic genius. And I wrote a poem book when I was in, in second grade. It consisted of three pages. So you're welcome. Yeah. Gift. A gift yes. to mankind. Yes. I, I think I had a poem that said I had a cat and it went splat. Um, I will see if I can find that and post it for all those that wish to see. Okay. So speaking of uh, juvenile poetry experiences, yeah. did you ever do a trigger alert for anybody who's upset by like a little bit of a uh, sort of toilet humor? Did you ever do the diarrhea poems? What the hell? <laughs> 
we used our to diarrhea do poems. Oh, we used to do this all the time. We, <laughs> you make a poem and it always has the same form. It's like da da da. It's so an example of one is uh, when you're standing on a ladder and you feel something splatter. Oh, diarrhea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like when you're sliding into first and you feel something burst. <laughs> diarrhea. Cha -cha -cha. Yeah. Diarrhea. Cha -cha. Oh yeah. We used yes. to do that. I didn't know that it was like had a name. <laughs> oh, I don't think it is. I don't know if. It's weird, too, because we grew up in very different. OK, that is crazy because we grew up in different areas of the country at different times. And I was pre-internet and I everybody knew that. I just think it's amazing how word of mouth and and the lineage of oral blah, Meme blahs culture go. Sort of it existed before there was Imgur. Oh my, Im oh my gosh. <laughs> it existed before mean, I can have cheeseburger. cheeseburger. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I was obsessed and with e -bombs that. world. Mm -hmm. uh, no, but I, I, I think it, that's all, the other one that always cracks me up is the S that we all used to draw with oh, the three yeah. lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody drew that S. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you grew yeah. up in the US, you drew that S. Yeah. My name was Sam. I drew that crap everywhere. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, I am having a flashback that I need to humble brag because um, I forgot. And it just came back to me that I'm actually a published author. Are you? So in kindergarten, I wrote a poem and it was featured in our local newspaper. The Tri-City <laughs> Herald. Herald. <laughs> oh and my I, God. I still have it. <laughs> can, can you I, put I, a I'm copy? Gonna, I'm going to put, I will put it up somewhere. I'll put it on our website and our TikTok Sign and it everywhere. And put it on the Tiki Talkies. It's like, <laughs> I'll put it everywhere. Be, I cannot believe that. But yeah, I totally remember now I got it. And I was, I mean, clearly I was very proud. I clipped it and I've had it now for many decades. <laughs> My, I still have all the when when it, if you were student of the month, mm, I mm -hmm. you got to be in the newspaper, and I have every student of the month experience. Oh my gosh! Still, well, I don't. My mom does, but yes. they exist. That's kind of so amazing. When you're in the when you're in a small town, yeah, and you show up in the newspaper. Oh, it's a big deal. My mother in law still has a picture of Kevin running the Boulder Boulder. Like uh -huh. just, it's like his face among six others, and he looks in pain. Yeah, it's on the fridge. Yeah. Because it's, it's been on the fridge for, for 20 years. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's the same like being featured on, on the local news. Everybody's going to stop and watch. This is very true. And if you had a VHS, you were going to record it and keep it for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Well, yeah. Okay. We're going to get into this though. So since there's not a back of the book, uh, like a little excerpt of like what this is about, because it's a poetry book, duh. He has a little invitation poem that starts off the book. So Sam's going to read that as we get our get our spirits ready to partake in the the fine art of poetry reading. You make it sound like we're going to have oh a seance. It's going <laughs> to oh, be okay. a seance. <laughs> Best lighting candles. Uh, but actually, there is a very cute candle illustration on here. If you are a dreamer, come in. If you are a dreamer, a wisher, a liar, a hoper, a prayer, a magic bean buyer. If you're a pretender, come sit by my fire, for we have some flax golden tails to spin. Come in, come in. That's nice. That is nice. It's a beautiful intro into this. Yeah. So, wh who is this person? Who? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because do we want to start with this, or do we want to I, maybe give us a little, a little like who is this person? Okay. Just a little snippet, and then we'll go a little deeper. But because you told me a, a couple things on our last episode, we were like, "Yeah, Johnny Cash song," and then I was like, "Who's Johnny Cash?" And you looked at me like I was trash. I uh, sometimes I just don't understand how you didn't grow up, <laughs> how you grew up somehow in like a smaller town than me, and then you still don't know redneck ass music. <laughs> It's because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up There's on hip hop. <laughs> 
like Grandmaster Flash and Run DMC, <laughs> like Kid and Play. Oh my god! Like I don't even remember hearing country before. I was like, you know, like twelve, ten, well, or twelve. Do you know who Charlie Pride is? No, he's a black country singer. Is he recent? No, he's very old. Okay, I think no. he's dead. Yeah, it just Ooh. wasn't in my wheelhouse. Like, I didn't come from a <laughs> country fair. family, though. That's fair. When I My huge hole when we do music trivia is 90s rap. I have mm. no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm clueless. So, so we this, we could do trivia. This we, is why it's, we fill our empty spots. Exactly. Yeah. We're complimentary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you and I are good at Geeks Who Drink yes. trivia together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... All right. So if you are uh, coming solely, if you if you like Beth and most other normal people in this world don't really follow heavy con- country music trivia, uh, you might not know who Shel Silverstein is, except as an author of children's books. Mm-hmm. So you might think The Giving Tree and Light in, Light in the Attic and all these little children's poetry books. Uh, but Shel Silverstein actually has a prolific career he's he was described by several people as a as like a true like sort of the last renaissance man he wrote songs he wrote plays he wrote um he he wrote books he wrote he was a a cartoonist an artist which i I think kind of appears in this work Mm -hmm. and we can go through his life i think maybe in a little bit yeah yeah but he's way more than you know when, when i thought oh you know, children's writer Shel Silverstein, which is what maybe as a middle schooler you think, you know, later. I think realizing that he wrote A Boy Named Sue, which is like one of my favorite songs, was a big mind blow, like a huge mind blow when I was in probably like ninth grade. So we'll talk about it. He was a so huge <laughs> member of the counterculture. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So what were some of your favorite people? P- poems, P- favorite poems. My favorite poem was poem. Or uh, for what were some of the ones that you loved from this? One of the ones, like, uh, I really like this one that was like, um, so uh, there's some that I liked, and I remember it vaguely as reading as a kid, but as I reread it, there were some that I liked as an adult. Yeah. So one of my favorite poems as an adult reading this was The Battle. And um, I maybe it's because I was reading it at night, and I just, I mean, I'm not like, going through it through it but it's just like I had some stuff on my mind and it's literally like would you like to hear of the terrible night when I bravely fought no all right <laughs> like I kind of feel like that is like where I'm at with a lot of my friends right now too of just like I just cannot tell people that it's not going well anymore because it's just like nobody wants to hear it so now I'm just like if people are like how's it going I'm like I- I'm great yeah and then I just go home and cry do you ever so every so often I go, you know, mental health is important, yes. but I'll go to therapy mm-hmm. and think, thank God I pay this woman to listen to me because I can't bother my friends with this or my husband with this anymore. Yeah. And this person now has to listen to me be a freaking moron in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I get I, it. I get it. The I, whole- I love my, I love my therapist because yeah. of that. It's just like, listen, I need someone that I can vent to that's not going, not just not judge, but not judge the fact that I'm still hung up on something from like, you know, 16 years ago. So I, yeah, I, yes. Yep. I, I, I feel like I've had this experience. We used to joke <laughs> when I was in grad school, I am a bad, like I'm a storyteller and, but mm-hmm. not good. I'm not good at it. It's not like I tell riveting <laughs> stories. I just tell you weird details yeah. about my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And so one time we were playing, like, okay, here's another weird detail. We went up camping and it rained the whole time. 
and we were sitting in the tent playing poker and mm-hmm. we were betting things. And so as a joke, I bet like unnecessary extraneous stories as like, cause we, we didn't have actual things to bet. We were oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, we were it, just, okay. there was no chips, no money. We were sitting in a wet ass tent yeah. and I was like, I bet the pit toilet that you have to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I bet, you know, you, you, you start my calculations this week. It was like mm-hmm. friends from grad school. And that was like, I bet like five unnecessary extraneous stories that you don't want to hear. Love it. <laughs> you will hear them yes. if I win. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if I lose. <laughs> You'll hear them either way. Yes. And that really cracked up my office mates. Yeah. So, I love that. I was like, I, 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 I'm an idiot, but I'm a self-aware idiot. No, it's wonderful, though, because you have like the best like rando stories. That is really fun, though, when you can pull out a random story and somebody that maybe doesn't see you as a certain way. And then all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, OK. Like, I don't know what way people do see me. Oh, OK, well, we can talk about that later. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to know. Like. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to know. But anyway, yeah. Sometimes I'm curious, though, when I like talk about science and then I turn around and I'm like, one time my grandfather hit a cow and then we butchered it and we ate it. Oh, I love that. But then I'm like, what do my work colleagues think about that? Like, go butcher weekend or annual goat process? I have to do. So as much as I don't like feedback or want to know, when I turned 40, I sent out a questionnaire to my close friends and family that I had details like detailed like all these questions about myself to give like honest feedback about what they thought about my life and where they thought I should go and stuff. And a bunch of people responded like, I don't know, I got like 20 responses with like detailed answers on how I was doing in life. It was very fascinating to see how people perceived me. Was there anything that surprised you? Yeah, I had a one person say that like I was a little callous in life and then I was like I was kind of surprised like that makes sense though cuz I mean I'm the person that's not happy when people are having babies and like I'm just kind of I guess I don't know if that's considered callous but I don't know just it was it was interesting. I think you I, I mean, I'm <sighs> It's hard. Maybe this plays in a little to stereotypes, but I think you also hang out with a lot of scientists. And so I think that It wasn't a scientist that I said know, that. that's what oh, I'm okay. saying is that I think that with all the people that you, with like the, at least the friends from work and stuff, like I'm thinking, you know, our friend Boyana, none of us would say you were, were callous. In fact, we'd probably all say you're the most feeling one of any of us. <laughs> the bar is no. on the ground. No. It's on the ground. It, it was fine. It was just, I think it's interesting when you, when yeah. you, you see yourself reflected in a different way. Yeah. Um, it makes you think about your life choices. Anyway. I, I like this choice of poem. I also yes. recognize, I sort of yes. I see myself also. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the hug of war, partially because the picture is it's so, so freaking cute. cute. I saw somebody who had it as a tattoo. Oh, and I was like, that is really that's cool. That's really cute. So it goes hug of war. I will not play tug of war. I'd rather play at hug of war where everyone hugs instead of tugs, where everyone giggles and rolls on the rug, where everyone kisses and everyone grins and everyone cuddles and everyone wins. I feel like this is an OK. I just want to preface again. I am not a literary ingenue. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Uh, but this is one of those ones. Uh, some of his poems are not very like sing songy. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of his sing-songy, like, like, yeah. I don't want to say sweet poems. I don't know. There are some sweet ones. And then there's that one with that crazy old babushka lady who's like the Greebles or whatever that's coming at you. Greebles are the fun things that cats go after in the dark. Oh, she, I don't It's like the, the babushkas are coming. Oh, I don't Oh, right know. here. The googies are coming. Yeah. There were some of them I didn't like because I was 
I saw a guy on, well, it was like a a reel, which I'm pretty sure just like trickled down from TikTok, where the, <laughs> this guy was like, blame, he was like, do I blame, it was some song about, do I blame my trauma on my parents? Do I blame it on my schools? No, I blame it on Shel Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all he says, it was like all these like weird poems. He was like, I can't stop thinking about the baby who got lost. Oh my like, gosh. Things, or the kid who got tickled to death. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so I mean, there the, is this like, oscillation between very hug of war and googies yeah it's it was interesting to see how many of them had a little element of of not spooky but like there's a creepy creep creep creepo yeah Yeah. creepo yeah for sure for sure i I think this is also of an era where you just kind of like i don't know i've talked about stuff that my family did and scaring each other and things that's just like what you did with kids and now i think we would say that might scar them yeah i mean and and maybe it would have i think there's a lot of things that uh, I think that this book of poetry is amazing for children because I think it gets them thinking. And that's what I love most about books. I didn't look if this book had been banned before. I'm guessing it probably. I think some of his have in general have been banned. I think he does occasionally show up on the banned books list. Yeah. But it just, I can imagine some people seeing it and be like, oh, I don't want my kids to think about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I want young people to think about all the things so that they learn how to think and yeah. can grow and all of that stuff and are exposed. But there, I think that this is such a great book to read with your kids. Right. Like I wish I my parents would have talked more about it with yeah. me. And I don't have, I have memories of my dad reading this with me, or at least this one or the the addict one. And it, I, it's a happy memory. I don't remember what was going on, but the memory is the, the little clip in my brain is happy. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Unlike all of the poems I selected for myself, like there's another <laughs> poem called The Forgotten Language that's just basically about losing your childhood. Like I used to speak in the language of flowers and could hear caterpillars and all this crap, talking to crickets and then, um, you know, listening to like dying snowflakes, blah, blah, blah. And then talking about where did it go? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. That's the one that's in there for the parents. It's like Disney movies where they hide some Ugh. like kind of like racy jokes. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's in there for the parents, mm-hmm. right? And the kids are like, why are you crying, mommy? Yeah, and I'm like, like ah. because my youth is gone. <laughs> it's gone. Because I also used to speak in the language of flowers. Yeah. We used to actually, so I think we had it on VHS. It was the uh, Peter, Paul, and Mommy uh, <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary is a folk group from like. Oh, this. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they had a Puff. like. A, yeah, Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So we used to listen to them all the time on beat on like a cassette tape when we were driving it when I was a kid. But then when we we also had the Peter, Paul, and Mommy VHS, and they sing the Boa Constrictor song, oh, the one about yeah. yeah. So I knew yeah. the Boa Constrictor one from that. Yeah, yeah, from before. And so I didn't realize that it was. I just know the Peter, Paul, and Mary version where they sang it. So is Puff the Magic Dragon uh, uh, an allusion to the ganja? I, yeah, I don't know. I frankly, I don't know. I think that that they, it is, but it isn't. But it's also it's also about lost youth, right? Mm. Like, oh yeah, little Jackie Paper lost his rascal Puff. Um, just so you know, like just for a touchstone on when in time we are, this is the day that Snoop Dogg declared he was going off the 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 weeds. To, today, today. Mm-hmm. on Twitter, what I don't know if it's real or not. No, but it was. It almost looked like a breakup. <laughs> like you know when like celebrities post their breakup posts. It was a picture of him saying like after talking to his family or something he was giving up the smoke. But, I, again, I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but but what, and what, it's probably going to be gone by the time you listen to this. But what will Willie say? 
Willie Nelson, oh, who's I... been holding down the weed fort in his old age. Also, I do not smoke weed. I work for a federal institution. Same. Never <laughs> have, never will. Full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I am amused by people who do smoke weed. So, mm-hmm. what? 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 But that's what I always thought Puff the Magic, even as a child, that's yeah. what I thought it was about. Well, um, I thought it was, well, I'm very gullible and I thought it was about a magical dragon, but later as I got older, <laughs> no. Aw. Again, I don't know. I fact check because I saw it on a TikTok. I mean, as I'm scrolling right there's, now, the news is all reporting on it. So there's nothing that could be misleading on a no. TikTok. I went so hardcore on this TikTok once and I just realized how gullible I am all the time. Oh, no. It was so embarrassing because it was just like, I was like, oh, I said it as fact. And I don't know what it is about me, but I will say things as fact <laughs> and people will believe me. And that's everybody, right? But I just, in my <laughs> circumstances, I have a lot of people that are just like, oh, okay. What was it? What was it? I have no idea. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, I got to go retract that. <laughs> it was embarrassing. It I... wasn't anything egregious. It wasn't like horrific, but it was kind of like, oh, that was a little bit of misinformation. I spent more time than I'd like to admit looking for one of my favorite podcasters podcast because he said he had a new episode coming out before uh-huh. realizing it was April 1st. <sighs> And I was really sad because I was actually really looking forward to it. Okay. I do have to say that something that's hard though with social media is that like stuff sticks around, right? Yeah. So you don't see something till later and then it's like, oh, this is happening. And like, oh, JK, it was. No, it was definitely on April 1st. I'm just an idiot. Okay. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just just stupid. (laughs) Positive affirmations. You are smart. You are wise. You You is kind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I freaking hate that movie. Anyway. I mean, oh. uh, yeah. They, I love the actresses. I the love actresses the actresses doing a great yes, job. Little, little sidetrack there. But okay, what's another one that you liked? Oh. Oh my gosh. I have one that I wrote down Nicki Minaj <laughs> for the toucan. <laughs> like, Nicki why Minaj. did I say Nicki? Oh, it just reminded me of her rapping style, I guess, in my head. Oh. I don't know. Just how few can ride the toucan, toucan. And I was like, oh, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> toucan, toucan. Toucan. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not that's not real. I liked the recipe for a hippopotamus sandwich. Oh, it remind- that was cute. It was cute. So basically, that- just bread and a hippo and a cake. Yeah, it, it reminded me of things my office mate Lonnie would make a sandwich out of. She'd be like, "We're gonna make a sandwich out of bread, cake, and this hippo." Yes, but I did like that one. I thought it kind of reminded me of the like, how do you eat an elephant thing? But yeah. It was cute. So one I really liked was my beard. <laughs> the illustration is so cute. Because the illustration is hilarious. But also we ha- I had a used book. Mm-hmm. And whoever had the book before me wrote, OMG, men. <laughs> <laughs> I already liked the poem. And then I saw the little blurb. Yeah, like, just like, oh, oh. yes. But the, my beard grows to my toes. I never wears no clothes. I wrap my hair around my bear. And down the road I goes. It's I sing-songy. Like it. It's, it's cute. sing-songy. It's fun. Yeah. So I did read some of them aloud while I was reading because I knew he was a songwriter and just mm. so many of them do have like a song like like quality to them. There's one, um, Melinda May, who's this little girl that eats a whale over the course of her lifetime. Yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what a great illustration for what life is. It's eating a freaking whale. Yeah. And you just have to do it one bite at a time. And sometimes you're sick of it and you don't want to keep going and you just have to keep going or... It made or it's me, over. It made me think of Miss Havisham, though, from Great Expectations with, like, sitting in, a, like, a rotting room with, like, rotting food and cake from her wedding. Mm. It's like, how nasty would that 
whale be? That's all I could think about. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't have any deep thoughts. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I, no, but, no, no, I get it though. Yeah. There's a I point where it's like, thinking, oh, the logistics of this would be not practical because a whale's going to go bad and its stomach's going to bloat and explode and, and then everybody's going to get hurt. Fermented whale blubber is a thing. According to that lady from Greenland that I watched um, Instagram videos. About. I watched these ladies, uh, the some indigenous woman from... Hughes, Greenland? No, from Alaska. Oh. And they do blubber, like the whale thing. Yeah, and they like, pickle it? They don't they pickle it? it. They do something to it and then they're cutting it. No, I think they eat it. I think they eat it like sashimi. Oh. And so they're cutting through it and they have special cutters and it's like their hands get all greasy because it's blubber and yeah. it's like fascinating and they have these special tools and it makes like this cool... And I'm a vegetarian. I don't even eat meat. And they're like cutting through and it sounds so like... Uh, it, like ASMR it's so good and then they're eating it and it looks so like delicious and it's like a whole family thing and so everybody's yeah. sitting around and it's like it like the I think they freeze it or they put it in some kind of storage and they bring it out a little at a time or something anyway I will I'll send you a link because it was really satisfying to watch and it was neat to see the old customs and it, yeah. I think that they were talking about they don't always get it that often yeah and you know I, I think there's so special rules so, yeah it's like it's a very special special and so it just made me so happy to watch yeah, I think that is one thing. I think when you you don't realize like how greasy just mm -hmm. like fat is. Yeah, or if you're like cutting through. So we we butcher a goat every year, and there's a couple <laughs> parts that are quite fatty on the belly. And when you're trying to get it, you know, trying to do all the getting out the meat and stuff, mm -hmm. like you do get a point where it's like very your hands are kind of greasy. Or yeah. like I have usually wear gloves to try to keep it all nice and clean, but it, it does get kind of greasy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. It is interesting, yeah. It's it's a weird, like, I guess, because you don't think about it, right? If, yeah. you've, like, if you're cooking meat and you're like, oh, man, I touched this meat and it's greasy. I mean, maybe if you've, like, I think the closest thing is if you're doing bacon and, and you're making bacon and you're touching it with your hands and mm -hmm. get, your hands get kind of oily and you have to go wash your hands. Yeah. It's the same thing when you're, like, pulling, you know, you're doing the butchering. It's super weird. So strange. It's super strange. But whatever. It's delicious. I, 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 we had, I had goat tonight left from the thing. I mean, I'm happy for you. It sounds horrible to me, <laughs> but just fair. because, You're like, because yeah, I when, get it. as you say, go, I hear, bah, and like this cute little goat eating like a tin can. And I just read Percy um, Jackson and the Olympians. So that's, I'm thinking of Grover a little bit, but, and he ate a lot of cans in that book. That's anyway. fair. And I understand like, yeah. So the, the, I mean, the goats are humanely raised by our friends. I don't have any qualms with that. I just, whenever anybody says like, oh, I'm having pig, do you want some or pork? I just see a pig squealing in my brain. And so that it makes it hard to like, yeah. yes, I'll chomp into your little cute little face. I, there, I, like, I know that it's totally like cognitive dissonance. I know it doesn't make sense, but there are some things I like. Um, when I went to the Netherlands, there, they have horse meat in the mm -hmm. grocery stores and I couldn't do it because I, I had grown up where, you know, cows and goats yeah. and pigs are food animals and horses are and dogs are pet animals yeah. and cats are a useful nuisance. <laughs> but <laughs> now I'm like a cat lady, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, I get it just it. depends. Yeah. Just how you, how you came up uh-huh. Yeah. So there's another one named Chester. I didn't even like this one, but it's this guy <laughs> and he has like a head growing out of his head. And I just liked the illustration. Like I think half of this book was just illustrations I liked. Yes. So I think I think that's something I didn't realize that he had actually I, I didn't realize he'd done the illustration. So mm -hmm. I when I read the book, I like turned to the front of the book and it's like uh, you know, poems and illustrations by Shel Silverstein. So this this goes a little bit into mm -hmm. his uh, into his history. So he was born in Chicago. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, to a, a Jewish family. Uh, he went to University of Illinois, uh, but he got expelled. Oh, why? <laughs> it was unclear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but then he enrolled in the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts, but it was sort of Korea times. Uh, and so he ended up getting drafted into the army and he served in Japan and Korea. Oh. But he had been making cartoons since he was a kid. And so after he got back, he did some freelancing for a while. And then he ended up as one of the leading cartoonists at Playboy. Oh. So he... Playboy had cartoons? They have articles. You never read it for the articles? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> I actually haven't. Not, not, I didn't. It was gifted to me. It was a weird thing, but it was fine. I read it because I was running out of stuff to read. And <laughs> okay, this actually happened to me as a kid. Do you want to hear this story? I do. So when I was a kid, I was, we would go out and spend the summers with my grandma and my grandma had books, but she was not a big reader. So that summer I read through every Western horseman. I read through every Louis L'Amour. There's only so much freaking sacket in this world that you can take. Mm-hmm. And it got tired of Westerns. And so the last thing that was left was my grandma's schmutt books, <laughs> all of her like harlequin romance, though yes. nothing really happened in any of them. And I started reading them and then my mom found out and was oh. really ticked off at my grandma for letting me read Smut. Which I... But is, the, was yeah. it that bad back then? Because Smut now, like I'm on Smut Talk and <laughs> or Smut Book Talk. Yeah. And um, it, like people, some of it's like very spicy. Like... Oh, like, no, I do remember like one scene, the like raciest scene was they like hopped in the bed together to like get warm because they were in the middle of the wilderness and they like sort of alluded to the fact that they were doing things mm-hmm. and then that was the end of the scene it's okay. all very much like in your imagination oh, okay now this is like the, the old lips Harlequin. were opening and oh, oh sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry no i none of that it was okay I, that would have been like way too much yeah but no i i know it was it was like very tame it was like pg-13 there was a plot smut. yeah yeah it was fabio very, smut yeah it was fabio smut okay. like his shirt ripped off and then she touched his nipples and then they rolled around in the hay and then mm. they were flushed okay. you know that was like most of it i just remember how flushed she was constantly being described as flushed oh nice yeah <laughs> You've just been flushed. <laughs> so yeah, and he, but so so he was an illustrator for Playboy. For Playboy, he did cartoons, and he actually had a, a series mm-hmm. called Shell Silverstein Visits that was actually quite like famous. And so he talked <laughs> about his world travels, and he wrote like humorous cartoons about traveling the world. But what I knew him as, so I knew him as a kid, is like, oh yeah, car- you know th- this. But then as I got older. I'm a big country music fan and he actually wrote a ton of country songs. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote the song, one of the songs that we used to sing in my house a lot, uh, a boy named Sue, which is about a boy named Sue. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't listened to it, it is a freaking treat. So it's the same like level of like sass and wordplay, but it's way spicier. It's about this guy whose dad leaves, Mm -hmm. but before he leaves, he names him Sue. And so Sue grows up getting in fights Hmm. And then finally he runs into his dad and uh, 
as as he announces to the dad, you know, hi, my name is Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just How like do pictured you do? like now you gonna die. That's hi, like literally the song. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> you gonna die, and then he oh. gets in a fight. He fights his dad. He nearly kills his dad, and then his dad tells him the only reason he named him Sue was because he knew he would have to be tough, and so the like he knew that that name would get him picked on, mm-hmm. and then they bond. Okay, that's... I mean, it's good, but it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it's a but lot. it's like, there was a lot of, like, story songs or, like, mm-hmm. that are... So, I, I there's a Loretta Lynn song called One's on the Way. And then the ones that I knew growing when I got older was uh, all the Dr. Hook songs. So, Dr. Hook was, like, a 70s country rock band with a that was fronted by a dude with an eye patch and a cowboy hat and a very gravelly voice. Okay. But he had a song called Cover of the Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. They had a song. And my sister and I love it. It's about this band that's like trying to do everything. They get like, they basically like follow the path of the Beatles. They get, they go to India and get a guru. They like have outfits, but all they want in life is just to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. But it's the same thing. It's like another story song, Mm -hmm. but it's all very like countercultural. Like one of the lines is like, I got a freaky old lady named Cocaine Katie. Oh, hello. Which she sounds fun. She sounds like a good time, especially she, a 70s cocaine candy. And she embroideries on my jeans. Oh, and yes. she's crafty. She's crafty. Oh, I like it. So Cocaine Katie embroiders his jeans, but he still can't get to the cover of the Rolling Stone. Mm. And uh, I think the one that always gets me the most is a song called Freakin' at the Freakers Ball. I know a, like a disco-y song like that. Is it about an orgy? I'm pretty sure, but I... That's oh, Shel that's Silver- Freaks Go Out at Night. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, also maybe about an yeah, orgy. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> what isn't? <laughs> Flushed. Somebody just said that in the Grinch, like the 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 lives one, yeah. they have like flashbacks of baby Grinch at a party and like they're showing the party and like all the adults are throwing their keys in like a bowl. <gasps> no! And somebody's like, wait a minute. Was this a, a swingers, swingers party? party? So... I don't know, but that's the that's the conspiracy. Well, that this is exactly what that is okay. about. And it has some, I will say, trigger warning, some outdated terminology. Mm-hmm. It was written in the 70s. Yeah. But by Shel Silverstein. But it's pretty much, you know, it's all the all the say that my favorite line is all, the greatest of the sadists and the masochists to scream and please hit me and I'll hit you. Oh, I like it's that. So good. That's so good. So it's on our we have a playlist called uh, songs we can't share with other people. Oh, and I it's love that. Definitely on there. We love it. So you did make me a playlist of his songs. Yes. And I was listening to it and <laughs> only re- recognized one some pony song. No, I think that was Spotify. That was you. Were, you recognized uh, El Paso by Marty Robbins. Yeah, and I, he did not like, write that. He didn't write that. No, that was the seated playlist that came after. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I re- I recognize none of the songs no! at all. No, it's fine. So there's all. like a bunch of like. Oh, that's funny. I thought he wrote that. It's like, oh, I got this. Oh. No. So, makes more sense now. I go. We're we're gonna as we're cleaning up. We're gonna listen to Freaking mm-hmm. at the Freakers Ball. It is filthy, but. Lovely. It's like endearingly filthy. I love filthy. Yeah, it's I just good. don't like to fly my freak flag often. Oh, this is a poll party about letting your freak yeah. flag fly. Yeah. So it's mostly songs about like stories. This is stuff I grew up with, like mm-hmm. Emmylou Harris, Queen of the Silver Dollar, Marie Laveau by Bobby Bear. Mm-hmm. So like lots of songs about bizarre characters. That kind of is like his I feel jam. like him. Like yeah. I thought he was a black man. Let me just say. 
I thought he, growing up, I thought he was some kind of mix of black man. Don't know why. Maybe because the photo of him was black and white. The and photo that's child on the logic of the... Kid logic. Yeah, and I, he had a bald head. Yes. My dad had a bald head. Yes. He kind of had a beard. My dad had a beard. My dad was a uh, <laughs> a very dark black man. And Shel Silverstein and is that, not. That photo is in bad lighting. Yes. So I was like, oh, okay, he's kind of, he's like mixed like me. And then I was looking, I'm like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> nope. He's a Jewish man from Chicago. Yes, but, you so, know. <laughs> not that you can't be black and Jewish, but he yes. was, yes. Yeah. And if you look at him it it's he's clearly not black <laughs> as an adult so no. yeah but <laughs> but yeah whatever. he used to go on like the johnny cash show and stuff so he was mm-hmm. he's like a big counter countercultural person but mm-hmm. also like wrote these children's books he also wrote plays he wrote plays with david mamet who's a famous playwright also you might know his daughter his uh daughter zoja mamet from girls she played shoshana oh i wasn't in girls <gasps> you didn't watch girls I, wa- I was older than you i watched sex in the city Oh, yeah. And girls came around, I was old. I watched Girls. I sort of hate watched it for like a season and a half. And then I was like, I have to finish grad school and listen, quit listening to these girls complain. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like Sex in the City, Girls, the new ones like Euphoria. Like every generation has their like super sexually explicit. Yeah, I was going to say we are ladies and we have facts. Yeah. And we have real adult problems. Yeah. It was a, it was a fine show. I, so I kind of like disliked the characters, but I, I don't know. I, I think that I, was the point. I didn't like the main girl that much. No, that made and it hard so to watch. it was just like kind of painful. And I was like, "I'm what year was that? Probably 2000 would have been 2012, 2013. Yeah, I was like legit adult. Like, yeah, not, I was in grad school. Not like, yeah. Anyway, what else has he done? Is uh, he so alive? No, he died in 1999. Oh. Um, he had a heart attack. Oh. But he had two kids. He never met, married. He was kind of a fuck boy. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. He like bragged about how many women he had had. Okay, like, that's kind of yeah, creepy. Yeah, that part, not so great. But, you know, he was kind of a fuck boy. He had two kids. One of his kids passed away at 11 oh. of a cerebral aneurysm. And so oh, that's gosh. who uh, the light in the attic is, is oh. dedicated to. But then he had a son and... Uh, yeah, he died in Florida. Oh, well. <laughs> That's a nice place to go. Just, to I was going to say the, the, the great migration as you get older, yes. you just move to Florida. I have or family Arizona. members that are starting to get like to the point where they're retiring and they're like, I'm thinking about moving to Florida. I'm like, snow, okay. Snowburden. Snowburden. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm just going to let the arthritis take my joints. Yeah. It's I fine. don't care. Yeah. It worked for every other woman in my family. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to, it's just going to be old and happy. You just freeze up a little. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. So what are, what after after looking at this again as an adult? Yes. After after uh, taking a dive into this world of poetry, what was what was your what were your last thoughts on this? What would you rate this? Oh, I so I really liked it. I, I, I'm with you. I think, it, you know, it's one you would read with your kids because there mm-hmm. are some like really weird, creepy. Again, the Googies don't want the Googies coming. I don't want that. But like, you know, I could see it could be a little bit spooky, but be, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of the poems that are quite sweet and are quite nice and are, are there's a lot of silly characters. It's yeah. very creative and very silly. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, I rate this uh, nine out of 10 hugs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'd give it uh, four out of five pancake stacks. Like oh, it's, I love pancake stacks. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that was one of the poems that I remember as a kid because I freaking love pancakes as, but as a kid and my dad. Yeah used to always make pancakes for dinner and they were never, they were always like not burnt, but you know, the pancakes that are not evenly cooked. 
<laughs> like on the outside. So they're never like a What's full it? brown color. It's like it's really leopard, hard. Leopard pancakes. It's hard to get them even if you still pan- can't. Okay. <laughs> like I still can't do it. And I, I, yeah, but they were the best. They were yeah. the best tasting because dad made them. And so I, I would give it that. So um, yeah, I enjoyed this. It was yeah. kind of fun. It was an easy read. Yeah. It, it made me think. It made me low, not teary, but like inside teary with some of the like happy poems that are like, oh, clearly you're not happy and oh, your childhood is gone and oh, you're thinking too much about life. Yeah, there's but a, I liked it. <laughs> there's a, not to laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. The question's great. <laughs> but no, I think there's like a level of nostalgia here that yeah. is quite, and, and I think he sees it too, right? He even, like I said, like the poem that you pointed out you know, there's a, there, there is, I think something for the adults here as well. Yeah. It really held up too. For the most part, I didn't have any big trigger warnings and not like a lot oh. in here. And it holds up. Like if I got this book tomorrow, for the most part, it all makes sense for today too. Yeah, I, I agree. Freaking at the Freakers Ball does not hold up okay. for terminology. <laughs> Just Fair a heads enough. up. Fair enough. But it is very let your freak flag fly. Nobody's getting judged there. Which... I love that about nowadays. It's just more and yeah. more of just like uh, the corners of, of the, the internet that I find. It's fascinating. What is your, uh, well, here then, then what are we, as a send off, yeah. what is the most interesting blank talk that you've stumbled upon? I, I have to go with the realistic babies. That's the most one that the silicon babies no. that are the the reborn you, babies. Did I tell dolls. you about this? My my mother-in-law told us that two flights she's been on had yeah. people with realistic baby dolls. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. And now this one chick though, she cracks me up because she has them and like TikTok has a million filters. Yeah. And so they have a filter that will make your eyes blink and stuff. And so it starts making the baby look alive. And then I was like, at first I was like, because I'm gullible. I'm like, oh my gosh, should they, because they have little like machines that you can put on the baby to make it look like it's breathing. Uh, but so I thought maybe they had one that makes the eyes go back and forth, but it was just, it was just a, um, a filter, but it was a lot. It was a lot. But Sam, on a happier, happier note. Yeah, because I feel dead for society. <laughs> uh, next month's book. I'm yes. so excited about. Not because of the book, but because of the movie based <laughs> on the book. We're going to watch it? Um, yes. It's the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah. And it's about this ragtag group of kids, this family that nobody really wants. To, I don't want to go into it, but nobody really wants to deal with because they're just so bad and kind of how they get involved in their community. And the movie stars, um, oh gosh, I always say her name wrong. She's the girl from Craft Fariza Bollock or something like that. I can't remember. No idea. She's amazing. She's in like Almost Famous, all these movies. Oh. She's kind of quirky. And she owned like a, a witch, no. Yeah, she owned like a, a like a like a new age store in LA for a long time huh. with like so you go get like stuff for Wicca and all kinds of things in there. It was and like crystals and crystals yeah. and tarot cards yeah. and all the things. But anyway, I loved 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 the movie growing up, and so I'm so excited to read the book yeah. and then watch the movie and talk about it for our holiday spectacular episode. And by spectacular, I mean maybe one extra drink maybe we do two, two drinks and a shot i don't know it's christmas it's the holidays let's get wild i put a little tinsel yeah. on our toes jingle your bells baby jingle let's go those bells so, <laughs> let's do it uh if you are interested in reading that book with us get it now 
at your favorite local bookstore or on eBay for free. Nope. Let me take you that do back. have to pay for them on eBay. <laughs> just full disclosure. You have get to pay. Amused. I don't know. I'm just Maybe like, I've a lot it. of things. Also, uh, Libby from through your local library. Yes. Like there's lots of ways to get it. And, yeah. and the movie is available on YouTube. So if you don't want to read the book. <laughs> But I'm just so excited to share this like really special piece of like what I used to love watching as a little kid at Christmas with you, Sam, because there's nothing like that. um, The magic of of the holidays with a child. So not that that made it seem like you're the child. Do you have, I mean, are we going to bring your uh, realistic baby or what do we do? I will never have one of those. No, 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 no. You already do have a realistic baby. His name's Bubba. He's a little cat. (laughs) Telltale also. Yeah. Fratelli yeah. is also realistic I'll just, baby. I'll just dress them up. Uh, yeah. Fratelli is realistic teenagers. Re- yes. <laughs> she's she's going through puberty right now. So it's real rough. And you don't know anything about her experience. No. And, then, and yeah, completely. So anyway, I'm glad we reread this. Yeah. I feel uh, smarter and wiser. And I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to reread the attic one too, just because that one had, I think, more from what I remember as a kid. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Good times. Maybe anyway. that will be next year. Maybe. Or not. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying Boozy Brook Reports and would like to support the show, you can share episodes with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Boozy Book Report or leave us a positive review and rating, all which help us to grow. Our theme music was created by the Finley Ghost. Check out their latest album now. Thank you and happy reading.